0: From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Graceley, Presented by a Cloud Guru Bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from Austin, Texas here on the show floor of the CNCF KubeCon event. Uh four thousand-ish, forty five hundred-ish people here in Austin, Texas, uh up from about a thousand in Seattle last year. So uh this community, this Kubernetes community, community and, and everything around cloud native is growing like crazy. And, you know, one of the topics that always comes up as more and more people are going to build new applications, distributed applications, whether those are mobile or big data or whatever it's going to be is, okay, um, I took a big monolithic application and I split it up or I build it from scratch. Like, how do I figure out what's going on? How do I, if there's a problem, if there's a performance issue, if something's not working, like, how do I figure that out when it's spread out all over the place? So we're very lucky today to have Ben Sigelman, who is the co-founder and CEO of Lightstep, which is a, uh, you know, fairly new startup. You guys are sort of just coming, coming out of stealth. Um, but you've been in the tracing space for a long time. So first off, welcome to the show. Thank you. And, uh, give us some sense of your background because you've been trying to tackle this problem for a long
1: time. Yeah, that's true. I have been doing this for a long time. I, I uh, graduated from college and went straight to Google. That was in 2003. Okay. And I uh, spent most of my time, I was there for nine years, uh, I spent the last seven of those years working on distributed monitoring of Google's distributed services. So the two projects I spent most of my time on uh, were Dapper, which is Google's production tracing system, which gets to this particular subject area that you were yeah. just alluding to earlier, as well as Monarch, which is Google's large-scale time series monitoring system It's kind of like a data dog or a signal effects or okay. front for Google internally, uh, which gave me exposure to the real-time response aspects of monitoring, at least right. at, at Google. Uh, having left Google in 2012, I spent a couple of years flitting around doing things that were not very successful and decided I wanted to do something that I really had a... Had intuition around and and got back into this game of of trying to help people make sense of these monstrously complex software systems that they're building and deploying, and started Lightstep in 2015 with a couple other friends of mine who are similar technical backgrounds. Right, uh, we really sought out initially to deliver insights about complex software, and then tried to figure out where we could do that first most easily and decided to work on uh, performance analysis and performance management for um, for systems that were undergoing a transition. Yeah. I want to be clear that none of our customers are fully-fledged microservice deployments. I've actually almost never seen that in right. the wild. Right. What we do see is people running a monolith that's getting smaller every month, and they're running microservices, and there are more of them every month. And right. these two things are curves that will cross at some point, and then there won't be a monolith anymore. But what, what we're doing for our customers is really focused around root cause analysis for uh, any area where performance and reliability affect the bottom line of their business. That okay. can certainly be application handlers. It's also often individual microservices, even individual customers of theirs. They want to closely track or individual software releases. But we focus on, on the reliability and performance of very complex software, uh, and, and allow our customers to, to quickly understand how things are working and not working in that dimension. Yeah, no,
0: that's very cool. So uh, before we dive into to, to Lightstep and, and all the things that are going on, I'm always curious. So we've had some folks from Google and Twitter and other places in the past, similar backgrounds as yourself, worked on big complex systems, and then at some point said, you know, that was so cool what I what I used to do inside of Google or one of the huge web scalers, and then you you tried to build that as a system for everybody, like. It, when you start that, do you, is there sort of this overwhelming feeling of like, how do I start from scratch to build that? Or, or are all those sort of scars and scrapes you know, very, really good starting points? It's
1: very interesting that you say that. I've thought a lot about that, too. Uh, I actually resist that narrative, at least for myself. There's, okay. uh, and I think that there's something about that narrative that it, it omits something really, really important, which is that Google scale is so overwhelmingly large compared yeah. to almost anything I've ever seen. I'm sure it's similar at Facebook, although I've never worked there. But Google's published number, which they published as part of the gRPC project, also a CNCF project along with OpenTracing, which I started, uh, gRPC has published that Google sends 2 billion RPCs per second <laughs> at Google. It's <laughs> right. an overwhelming number. Right. I've seen some big systems in my travels with LightStep, and I've never seen that number cross a million. So we're talking three, four orders of magnitude larger right. than anything I've seen in my travels and industry. I'm sure there are there are examples here and there where people get up there, but it's really special. And then the thing about that is there's always, always a fundamental tension between the scale of any particular piece of software and what it can do. And as the scale gets larger, the feature set gets smaller, and yeah. there's a tension there. And it would actually be a mistake, in my mind, to take what we did at Google with Dapper and build it for the rest of the world. Because it's actually, it's very scalable, don't get me wrong. Like right. The thing was, it, it ran, it still runs 100% of the time with that workload. So it scales. Yep. That's great. However, it leaves a lot on the table in terms of features. And what, what we did with LightStep is really, it's more like this thing I was itching to do. Like the feature set for LightStep is actually a lot more exciting. And, it, and for me, anyway, the technology is a lot more exciting than we had at Google. And it just isn't appropriate for Google. It's appropriate for the rest of the world. Gotcha. And enterprises that are often dealing with um actually a great much greater heterogeneity of their own software systems that's another thing where Google is quite disciplined and monolithic about the way they built their software right. and that's not something I've seen anywhere else in the world so so the solutions that we built for lightstep really are not that derivative of Google the only thing that's derivative is the idea and the vision that you can actually make sense of these very complex systems right seeing that workflow in practice makes it's 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 you know the proof in the pudding for us that this can be done right but the approach is totally different and, and in some ways the value prop is actually quite a bit more sophisticated with Lightstep than it was with what we did at Google. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's good insight. Cause yeah, like you
0: said, enterprises are, they're more complicated. They're not, they're not as disciplined to sort of be homogenous about what they've done and, and they have a lot of legacy things that at the time were great and they've just evolved and, um, so it's it's interesting. I mean, the the doing it for everybody else is a a very challenging problem. And like yeah. you said, it's it's new features, it's other stuff. So about a year ago, uh, I think it was in Seattle, um, you sort of introduced this concept of of open tracing. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's start there before we dive into Lightstep because I think it's important to understand yeah. that fundamental technology, the concept. Uh, give us the basics of open tracing for people that weren't paying attention.
1: Yeah, that's great. Uh, so open tracing is an interesting open source project. It's a If you pursue microservices, I guarantee that you will need something like distributed tracing. There's no avoiding it. You do need to understand. It's very simple conceptually. Distributed tracing is a fancy way of saying you're going to take a request that enters your system, and you're going to follow it as it moves across your system. That's yep. it. So if you want to understand why it didn't work correctly or why it did work correctly, you can do that in a very plain and obvious way, kind of looking at the Chrome network debugger. You just get to see a timing diagram of your entire system. Okay. It's conceptually very simple and incredibly powerful, and I would say, as I said, necessary. It's not a debate whether or not you need it. That said, um, the reason why people have had difficulty adopting tracing is usually it's not a failure to recognize the value proposition, it's a failure to actually integrate into their own software because Mm -hmm. it's an application level thing. So you need instrumentation throughout not just your own business logic, but all of the open source dependencies that you have. And that's a really unreasonable thing to ask every developer, every company to do. So the point of open tracing is to factor out that instrumentation into a common API. So open tracing is a standards project. And the most important thing I can convey, and I think it's actually sometimes misunderstood, open tracing is not a tracing system. Open tracing is a way of describing transactions for the benefit of any system that wants to integrate with it. Okay. And that's either application developers or open source developers or open source projects like Zipkin or Jaeger that themselves are tracing systems or vendors like Lightstep but uh, you know DataDog and New Relic have both announced support for open tracing in the last couple of months. Yeah. And I really welcome that. I mean honestly we're competitive with them as a company but this is great. Like all of us actually have a shared interest in in removing the integration problem from people's plate. And replacing it with a standard that just works. And right. so the point of open tracing is to ease integration, which is quite different than most open source technology. That's, that's more about delivering a feature, right. which is not open tracing's purpose. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. It makes sense because a lot of times I would see it in a diagram or,
0: or something where the open tracing logo would be in the middle and then there'd be sort of all these lines going out to systems like you talked about. Yes. They could be Jaeger, they could be Datadog, they could be whatever. So that, that makes sense. And then it, it also focuses on the right thing, right? So, At the point where we get sort of standardization or common, you know, commonality at low level things and you can focus on building the best system. Your competitors can focus on trying to build the best system. That's, you're focusing on things that ultimately a customer is
1: going to value as opposed to saying, you know, why am I differentiating yeah. a
0: low-level stuff? And so. I really
1: think about this in terms of the customer. I mean, the vendors certainly benefit from it as well, which sure. is great. But the point of this is that if you're building a microservice architecture, you do need something like a tracing system. Maybe You may call it APM. You may call it something else. But you need something like that. Yep. That's a fact. And you don't want to spend your valuable developer time integrating into it. Right. And the approach of coming in as a black box and auto-instrumenting software as an agent is i think untenable for microservices it's technically too difficult with the concurrency and the number of network hops it it doesn't typically work it does need to be more explicit which is why open tracing is taken off right so you you talked
0: about you know you guys have have been around for a little while you've got some customers today you've been talking to people Um, is this uh is this space entirely for microservices or how do you how would a company that has a, a monolith you know kind of deal with this is you know is it do you integrate a monolith the same way that you do microservices? Like, how, how does somebody think about those two
1: kind of worlds coming together? Really good question. I, I mean, uh, if someone is literally only running a monolith, they don't have any microservices, then, you know, you should think about whether that's that's appropriate. Sure. It might be. It, I mean, if it's a simple application, that's fine. There's yeah. no need to do a microservices for no reason. Um so I would just say, uh, that's just, dis- you know, disqualified sure. from the analysis. If you're pursuing microservices at all, and you have even a half dozen of them as well as a monolith, I think you can treat your monolith in some ways like you treat any component of your system. Okay. And LightStep has customers that are running microservices alongside a JVM monolith from the mid 2000s, alongside mainframe technology from the eighties. Right. Right. That's almost as old as I am. And these things all work in concert to service user requests. Right. And you can totally make that work. It's fine. Um, uh, you can use a combination of open tracing and other translation layers to take all of that data and the the crux of it is just to be able to follow a transaction through all those systems. Yeah. And, um, and what you know was a service in the microservices world is probably more like a package boundary in a, in a monolith. But in either case you can have open tracing sitting at that boundary and describing the semantics of what goes on inside. Right.
0: Now that's I think that's good to hear because a lot of times we'll we'll talk about microservices topics and I and I think Sometimes the audience will go, well, gosh, if I'm not all microservices, does this still relate to me? Yeah. So I, that's one of the things I'm liking more and more about this show is it's becoming more pragmatic. It's, you yeah. know, we're talking to customers, we're dealing with sort of this, you know, not all microservices. There's also
1: a, a really significant imposter syndrome yeah, phenomenon exactly. around microservices where I see it all the time when I just talk with prospects and customers, They're like, well, you know, we're not really doing microservices, but it's like, no, you are. Like, that's how everyone is doing it. It's <laughs> right. like you have a bunch of microservices, you're doing it right. Right. Like you shouldn't just turn off your monolith in one fell swoop. It's something that should be done gradually. That's the only way to deploy software responsibly. Right, and that's that's the way that I see I see people adopting these technologies. Yeah, or you'll, you'll hear the person who goes, "Well, we we do microservices, but they're not that small."
0: And you're like, yeah. "Okay, whatever whatever works for you, that's that's cool." So let's talk about Lightstep. Um, let's
1: talk about kind of the the technology and the platform and, and what it enables for people. So Lightstep is focused on on uh, two things. And then uh, from a, a use case standpoint, yep. and then uh, we have a technology platform I'm pretty excited about that makes it possible. So the, the two things are one, uh, detecting the symptoms that are most important to a business in terms of the performance of their software. So that uh, certainly can be application handlers. It can be individual services. It can be even key customers like Twilio is a big customer of ours. Okay, They have about a million accounts. I'd say a hundred of those accounts generate the line share of their revenue. Sure. So with LightStep, they can have detailed performance analysis of each of their top 100 accounts specifically, and they can have SLAs for each of those top 100 accounts specifically, and they can even have LightStep APIs create Zendesk tickets within seconds of anomalies appearing for specific customers. So you can get very precise about what symptoms you measure. And then the other piece of it is if there's an anomaly for any particular symptom, LightStep has taken great pains to make sure that there's always a path directly to transactions that illustrate that anomaly. So anytime we detect a spike, we'll show you transactions that, that are part of that spike, even, you know, a couple of seconds after the event has occurred. Okay. And those transactions will cut across your entire system. And so, yeah, again, using Twilio as an example, they reduced their mean time to resolution by 92% wow. when using Lightstep. It's a huge transformation in terms of the workflow of getting paged trying to figure out what's going on, and then just immediately jumping into a trace that demonstrates the problem, that that's a really profound thing for people. Okay. And, and LightStep's and the third thing I mentioned was LightStep's platform. The reason we're able to do this is it was referring to salivating at Google over something else. At Google, the, the amount of data generated by tracing systems is pretty overwhelming. And so at Google, we dealt with that by throwing out all but one out of 10,000 requests. So 99.99% of the data was dropped. And then 0.01% of the data was capped. Okay. And that was done indiscriminately based on just a random number. Okay, uh, With LightStep, we actually absorb all of the data. So we have 100% of the data for a period of time. And within that window, we're able to do a very precise analysis of any symptom you care about. And also, we're able to pick any trace that's interesting with the benefit of hindsight. So we're able to know after a trace is finished... Was this slow? Did it have an error? Did it touch a particular user? One of our buyers is a VP of engineering. He uses LightStep personally to monitor the performance of his five board members because they give him a hard time about performance. And he can go back and LightStep and look at what those five human beings experience. Oh, with wow. their skilled. And this is a public company. Yeah, it's yeah, a big yeah. product with a lot of users. And he can narrow down at that level of specificity because LightStep is able to absorb all of the data. So that that the, the purview we have with that architecture is um is differentiating in terms of use cases that we can build out. Yeah no absolutely I mean you, you it's
0: there's a there's a certain sense of sort of business analysis that's built into having that data and trends and and, and looking at that. Let, let's talk a little bit about how it's implemented. Is it a is it a SaaS service? Is it something that somebody could put in their own data center? How would they consume
1: it? Great question. So it's perceived as a SaaS service and, and that's probably the most if you had to choose, that's the way to describe it. That said um not for um uh not just for fun, but for computer science reasons, we deploy the uh, part of the system that absorbs all the data. As I said, all the data is a lot of data. Right. If you sent that over the wide area network, the network bill alone would cost you millions of dollars a year sure. for a lot of our customers. So we deploy what we call collectors um, in the customer's environment, whether that's a VPC or their own bare metal data center, or, okay. or both, or across multiple clouds. These collectors run in a pool, not on every machine, but within the same network region as okay. the applications. And they are the things that absorb Hundred percent of the data, they scale horizontally and transparently, and can be trivially load balanced. And then they are in a continuous bidirectional, sort of symbiotic communication with the SaaS, okay. and that's what powers the product: is the communication between the SaaS and these collector pools that run close to the applications themselves.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And and for anybody who is uh, curious, they're, we're in Austin. Austin is the live music. Capital of the world and, uh, here at the show, they're, they're kicking off some live music here. They and certainly there. So are. So if you hear some in the background, that's where, that's where it's coming from. Um, so let's talk a little bit about customers. You talked about Twilio. You talked about some other, like, give us a sense of, like, who, who's the, the buyer for the platform? Is it developers? Is it, is it operations? How do they, how do they start knowing that they have a, a tracing problem that, that you guys can help solve?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And, and it often doesn't manifest as people knowing they have a tracing problem. They'll, they'll usually feel, a lot of uh, frustration around how long it takes them to resolve issues or how their developers aren't able to answer basic questions. Okay. And they may not have identified that tracing is a potential solution. And for what it's worth, I don't position LightStep as a tracing solution. I think that's an implementation detail of our value proposition. And I think of it more as a root cause analysis platform than anything else. And uh, our buyer is, you know, the actual person signing uh, a contract is typically a leader in engineering or platforms. Okay. Uh, Although the, the interest in the product is often bottom-up coming from developers or, you know, um, architects, people like that who are interested in, in understanding the entirety of their own systems and, and needing a better way to do that. Yeah. How does the system visualize? I mean, so if I'm, if
0: I'm tracing, like you said, you could be dealing with, you know, multiple hops, dozens of hops. How does the system
1: visualize things for people that are troubleshooting this or for developers? Great question. We visualize things with a timing diagram that includes not just, obviously, the timing of all the different pieces, but the structure of what depended on what, okay. which is really important. You know, Lyft is a customer, and they have traces that routinely, ordinary transactions involve many hundreds or thousands of individual pieces because of the complexity of their system. Mm-hmm. And if you just show all those in one giant waterfall, that's overwhelming. So, right. Let's Step focus uh, ex- focuses on the critical path of a, any particular transaction, which is the part that actually is slowing down the end user and the part that you usually care about from a latency standpoint. Or in the case of an error, we'll, we'll highlight the error and show the path to that error as well. Okay. So we try and cut through the noise of the data to show people that the piece that they're most likely going to care about contextually. Right. Uh, and the solution also has a, a number of views that contextualize performance over time and show historical uh, time series analysis of, of both average performance and high percentile outlier performance. Okay. And then like you said, you can see top customers, identify specific customers, which
0: becomes a nice thing if, if that customer then, so your Twilio or somebody they could then build that into their offerings and go, hey, I've got visibility of you.
1: Another thing I should say from a UX standpoint, I I really think about workflow primarily, and a lot of our customers are quite happy and satisfied using Grafana for dashboards, and that's great. I mean, LightStep has no intention to displace all of your other dashboards. In fact, we'd prefer to integrate with them. It's better for us to be a provider of incredibly valuable data, and that's the way we often deploy into a customer's environment, is we use integrations with our APIs or with things we've already built ourselves in terms of things like Grafana and PagerDuty and Slack to work with the, the tools and workflows you're already accustomed to, but adding our data to the mix makes things much more efficient. So that's how we typically try to structure things. Yeah, and,
0: and all these integrations
1: are, are through open tracing then? Does that, that an API? That's, or? That, um, that piece of things, uh, open tracing is more on the software uh, itself, on the application software. Uh, the integrations in terms of the data that Lightstep generates; those are Lightstep integrations. Okay. Open Tracing has no opinion about that side of the house about what happens to the data once you've collected it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So w- one last question:
0: um, what's the what's the typical sort of engagement that people have? Like, it, do developers get started with this? Is it is it a platform level decision? Like, obviously, once it's going, you're collecting data, you can see things, but. You know, when, when should somebody say like, okay, I, I think I have that tracing challenge? Is it like we're just having a lot of business, uh, slowdowns or what's the typical model that somebody says like, I need to call Ben, like that I have the problem that he's going to help me solve.
1: The thing that we, uh, usually see as a, as an impetus for this is, um, uh, by the time we find, we you know for what it's worth, our company, we announced, a couple about a month ago, but we've been in production for a year and a half. And the reason okay. we didn't announce earlier was just that we've been dealing with a lot of inbound, which is good for us. Um, but it makes it diff- We usually don't have to do any kind of intervention to get people aware of the problem. I think okay. people are quite aware of the fact that there's a problem. Yeah. And um, uh, it's pretty obvious that there's a problem. So usually they just developers are asking very very basic questions, such as why did this transaction take so long, and they just cannot answer it. And, yeah. And that's that's the problem that that, you know, more more often than not is the reason people come to our door. Uh, the more managerial layer at a company is often trying to, I don't know if people are familiar with Conway's Law, but it's the idea, it's sort of a joke, but the idea that the engineering org chart resembles a system diagram and there's right. some kind of one-to-one correspondence, right. that's so true for microservices. And we often see engineering management um, looking at their organization and people are pointing fingers because service A is slow but it's actually because A depends on B, depends on C, depends on D. And D was actually what was slow. Gotcha. And A doesn't want to be blamed for D's problems. <laughs> and a manager has to sit there and resolve these arguments. And so LightStep is actually often something that a uh, manager will be really interested in as a way to... Um, End that kind of finger pointing and have some raw data that just tells an extremely clear and unambiguous story about what's happening within a system so that people can, you know, get to fixing things in service D and stop arguing about whose fault it is. So I think that's another thing that that people, that's a pain point that people often feel before we talk to them. Right. No,
0: that's an interesting insight. And a lot of times people, want to change their culture and and you know vendors or technologists will go, well here's the technology that's going to help. You're you're sort of visualizing a certain aspect of that thing go, yeah. okay, maybe maybe we didn't realize that was there. Um obviously we're here at CNCF, you guys are you know, Lightstep is here. Where else will you guys be out in you know out in the marketplace or what's the best way for people to just kind of engage with you?
1: The best way to engage with us is is probably to Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a glutton for communication. I just love it. So anyone's always welcome to send me an email. That's easy to find on the internet. But, but a more scalable thing is probably to go to our website and poke around and, and there are a number of ways to engage with us there. Okay. Uh, We, we make an effort to be at any, you know, conference where people are going to care about either microservices or monitoring or both. So that things like, you know, velocity and monitorama. Uh, DevOps events. As well and as, obviously, things like Kubernetes sure. and DevOps DevOps events, things okay. like that. Well, very cool. Listen, I'm going
0: to wrap it up with that. Uh, folks, uh, Ben, thanks so much for the time today. Uh, new company, very exciting space. And obviously, if you're getting into microservices at all or if you're evolving, uh, you've got to see what's going on. Because uh, you, you don't want the application to be slow. You don't want to have angry users and... Uh, LightStep is, is definitely leading that space, especially around open tracing. And then, like you said, obviously around building tools that are going to deal with these complex problems. So, Ben, thank you for the time today. Folks. Thank you so much. And we're going to wrap it up, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more podcasts, show notes, and everything social media. And visit acloud.guru
1: for all your cloud training needs.